Hi guys, welcome to Self Care Sundays. This is Hannah Naz, and today we have a very special guest from Love Island, Australia, Taku. What's up, people? How we doing? <laughs> I love, I love your energy. We're gonna have to try to match your energy in this recording. Oh, amen. And you know what? That's the thing, though. Gotta set the bar. You know, the energy is the currency, baby. That's definitely true. So, Taku, just for our audience, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, my God. Where do I start, man? We're going to need to have a big notepad and a pen, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit about me. So, Taku, 24 years old, born and raised in Zimbabwe. And halfway through, moved to Australia when I was about 14. And, and yeah, here I am, Love Island contestant. And I guess the rest is history kind of thing, you know what I mean? Originally, well, at the moment, I am based in Wollongong as well, too. So, um, this is home. So, Taku, I wanted to know, what made you go on Love Island? What was the moment you were like, okay, you know what? I'm going to apply for Love Island. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's so crazy. <sighs> Everyone that I talk to, you know, always ask me that. And it's like, for me, it's a little bit weird because I only started getting into, you know, manifesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, very, very early on. It just so happened that I saw the ad and I was like kind of watching a little bit of, like, Love Island UK. and. I remember in January, like way before like they started doing like, you know, castings and everything else, I was at a bar and my roommate, my best mate, she goes, I'm actually just going to start recording you right now because I was just saying a whole bunch of nonsense, right? And anyway, I said something about Love Island, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, you know, I just want to be on Love Island 2021. I'd love to go on there and be the first black guy on Love Island, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wait, hang on. I need to record this. She recorded it that day. It was like the 10th of January or something like that. And I said the exact same thing. And for some weird reason, the ball just rolled a certain way. And then, you know, I got an audition. Like she sent me the application. My roommate sent me the application. She's like, apply for it right now. I applied for it. And after that, you know, I got, I got an interview and I was like, Hey, I, I'm pretty sure they got the wrong person. And <laughs> so it was kind of weird for me. And, you know, it just so happened that everything just kind of worked kind of making that, you know, I guess like that, like dream become a reality in a way. But I feel like for me, the other motive for me was just to make sure that I was breaking cultural barriers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like so big in trying to make sure that people really do understand that Australia is a multiculturally diverse country. And I really just wanted to just kind of bring that to the Love Island stage, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Like I mm. was so excited when I saw like the teaser on the Instagram page that you were going to come on. I was like, oh my God, he's African. I'm like, I'm African. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so glad, man. Yeah, I was stoked. How does it feel to be the first black man to appear on Love Island Australia? Uh, You know what, man, for me, it's one of those things where for starters, I've always kind of been like the black sheep. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, you know, like, like not many people know about, I mean, like as of recently, I've just, you know, started telling people, but I developed a bad stutter from about, I think when I was about nine to about 13 or 14. Right. So I was always getting teased and like amongst my own people, I felt different. You know what I'm saying? So I had to start learning to embrace how different I was at a very early age. You know what I'm saying? And then I, you know, I actually got over the stutter when I was about 14 or so. And then when I moved here, just when I thought that, you know, I'm going to start selling a little bit, you know, not really feel different. I come here where it was me and my cousin and we're the only two black kids in the, you know, like in the high school. I always felt different, you know, like no matter anywhere I went. So I felt like it was my duty 
you know, to make sure that I continue to embrace me being different, but then add a little bit extra. So me going on Love Island just kind of was like, you know, I'm just going to be doing the same thing that I've been doing, but just on camera now. It really didn't really change the way that I was acting previously. But for me, man, it felt amazing to actually just be able to like embrace how different I am and just kind of educate people like where I'm from. Like I actually found out that no many people really know where, where Zimbabwe is. You know, just really just, you know, kind of giving people like, you know, a sense of the energy that I kind of usually do bring like off camera anyway, too. So it was just really business as usual, you know, like when I got on there. I think seeing someone that you can sort of identify yourself with on screen is so important. You know, it's all about Definitely, representation. Man. But like it could also be a bad thing when producers or the show or contestants, like when there's like certain stereotypes that are kind of highlighted. But like, as you already said, mm -hmm. like you were being your complete self on the show. It's not like yeah. you were, you know, you had to filter yourself or act a certain oh, way. Man. And that was the whole point to show that actually black people aren't one dimensional. We're all very mm -hmm. different and all come with our own unique personalities. So it's not yeah, like, man. Well, it is too. and you know what though, I think it was like, I think I only really started realizing that this is so much more bigger than me after I had applied because initially it was like, look, I actually do want to go and find love. Like that was like the main thing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, that'd be amazing. But then again, it's like stepping away from that view where you're like, I'm going in for myself and having a look at the bigger picture where it's like, it's not just about me, nor black people, but the multicultural community as a whole. But what that did though, was allowed you know, people that are a little bit younger that do watch shows like this to go, yo, big bras on. You know what I'm saying? People that felt like they were different and people that thought that, oh, look, man, like, I can't do this because it's never been done before. I feel like it was up to me to make sure that I kind of trailblaze, you know what I'm saying? And kind of make sure that, you know, people understand that the opportunities are there. We just need to be able to just like step up to the page, man. You know what I'm saying? Do what it do. And I felt like for me, yeah, it was a big responsibility. But at the same time, man, like I, I, I couldn't be any more proud to just represent Africa as a whole, like the multicultural, you know, community as a whole as well too, you know, like on a stage like that. Just the energy that you brought and the fact that you were genuinely being yourself was actually what led us viewers to vote for you as Australia's wow, favorite. Oh man, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, and I remember when you, you know, when you found out the vote, um, it, like it was an emotional Oh, don't even talk about that. <laughs> It was very hot I, it was such an ugly cry, man. I was like, no, they didn't need to. Oh, you know what's so crazy? My dad called my best mate that night, apparently. And he was like, what is he crying for? What is he? What is he? Because like before, like it kind of seemed like I was crying about me and Aaron's fight. And dad was getting crazy. Like, why is he crying? Like, what's going on? So anyway, regardless, man, oh, like it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a very emotional, emotional moment for me. Were you not expecting to be voted as Australia's favorite islander? Because I remember no. you were saying, you know, you were saying basically what you were telling us now, like, you know, you never felt like you could fit in all the time. So like getting this vote, like it meant it meant something. It meant that Australia oh. sees you and you for who you are. Man, yeah, man. And I'm like going from a place where I felt like I always had to change the way that I was to fit in a certain crowd, you know, and just kind of let my hair down and just go, yo, like. It's, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, just, just do you like, that was something that was liberating. Yeah. But it was like, I felt like a massive calmness. You know what I mean? Like in that moment where I was like, wow, man, like it was like, it was such a surreal feeling. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I understand like people are watching, but I'm like, yeah, man, like, you know, you know, care about me. I was like, I was like, you know, like I always try to 
over humble myself like in a way where it's like i don't ever expect anything like that ever happening to me and then like when it happens i'm like it's such a big thing do you think you built confidence throughout the show oh man i mean like i you know i try to stay the same you know what i'm saying like i feel like um you know i walked in you know and walked out just as confident you know obviously like yeah that was that was like something that just kind of allowed me to just relax you know what i'm saying but you know still remain the same man yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I definitely understand. What advice would you give to like young African men that feel like they don't fit in? And oh my god, they man. have trouble with their self esteem as a result of that. <sighs> I'm so big. I am super, super big in being comfortable in your own skin. You know, like obviously now, like you know that it's not coming out. Like you know, with one year the starter, and you know, like with me being like, like an anomaly, I feel like it's so important for you to be able to love yourself because if you don't love yourself you make it so much more harder for someone else to come into your energy into your space and love you because what that does is it allows yourself to well so it allows yourself sorry to have you know a field around you where you don't attract any bad energy it's like take it or leave it i started to notice though that you know with you wanting to fit in in a way you know i'm very very big on energy you know like one extent like exchange of energy and people coming into your space because that messes around with you know with your chakras you know what i'm saying like in a way i know it sounds like some whole you know mumbo jumbo hippie nonsense but on the real though like i feel like the whole energy thing is is big because i mean that's when uh you find eternal you sorry internal peace like because for me is you being able to look at yourself and you being able to be comfortable in just being by yourself and not being able to like depend on someone else's approval, that's going to be what you need in the long run for you to be actually see God's plan for you. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Cause we all created, you know, uniquely, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you don't let your own light shine, you know, and if you don't let yourself truly be you and try and fit in with everybody else, like you're not really, gonna live through your purpose like in this world you know what i'm saying so you know just embrace being you because you're dope just the way that you are 100 you're not being authentic too if you're exactly if you're, man. you're not being authentic if you're trying to fit in and you're trying to please people you're not mm. being authentic to your true self and like you said people people can feel that energy if you're exactly, confident man. if you love yourself basically i reckon you get from the outside what you feel in the inside exactly right that's exactly right like with that being said too, you know, like there's like an African proverb, like an old African proverb that says, you know, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. Meaning that if you're internally at peace, whatever that's going on with, you know, around you can't affect you. You know what I'm saying? And like, for me, that's so big too, to be able to actually realize that because that's the only way that you can actually truly find happiness and peace within yourself. And that's the only way that like the magic around you will start to unfold, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone is just more attracted to people who are being authentic and being themselves. Real, like, man. Definitely. Yeah, whether it's as friends or romantically, but uh, we don't need fake people. <laughs> absolutely not, man. That's right. You know, speaking about the advice, I guess, like to like, you know, youth them is I feel like for me, I love kids so much, you know, because I've always wanted a bigger brother. Growing up, I've always wanted a bigger brother and I've always felt like it's a gap that God kind of, put me in to be able to then share these stories and have people go, man, that's big bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can do this, I can do this too. But it's like with young people, like, you know, they're so, what's the word? Like, you know, like you can teach them things that can be like concrete, like in their mind where like they can grow into 
those things like that you kind of like teach them like at a very early stage, if that makes sense. So it's like I usually try and target that audience, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been seeing like so many younger people like come to, hey man, like you know, like we love you, like, like you know, like on the show. This is like I'm like I'm living that purpose, man. Like that's my main purpose to be actually, um, you know, sharing that message, man. Like just to be able to actually like embrace yourself and embrace how different you are, you know, because like when you get older, it's something that like that's not that you have to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like that's already you know concrete in your mind now, if that makes sense. So I'm going to pivot a little bit, <laughs> talk about your experience on Love Island. So what would you say oh, your key highlights were? Girl, in the villa? oh my God. I'm th- the whole thing was a highlight for me, man. I was having so much fun until I was on Love Island and it turned into Friend Island for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, the, honestly, I feel like my highlight was me and the guys when we went to Castle Moor and we didn't have no girls there. That for me was amazing because seeing guys talk and just get vulnerable and just really just bleed honesty is just a different type of energy. You know what I'm saying? Like we really got to know each other on a deeper level. And I didn't really quite know these guys like on that level up until like there were no women, you know, like it was just us. Yeah, man, we just really started to get deep and, you know, like actually started to get to know each other like on a deeper level. And, you know, like for me, man, I really started to appreciate them just that little bit more. Not like I didn't appreciate them before, but it was like for me, like I just really, really love that, man. Like we just, yeah, like we just really, really got to know each other like on that level, man. One thing I did realise about this season of Love Island was just mm. how open all the men were with their emotions. Big time. So there, was, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of, you know, Ooh, anger. it was all open. If everyone was bearing their hearts mm. and their stories, which was, it's great to see that on TV. It's not not having to put on that, you know, tough guy persona all the time. So I think, mm. yeah, that was something that stuck out to me anyway. I'm glad, man. I'm glad, you know, like it's, it's uh, you know, it was uh, a little bit too much sometimes for the viewers, I know, but uh, none of that was fake, man. All them tears were real for real. You just mentioned earlier, you called it a uh, uh, friend island. Friend island. <laughs> How hard was it to find a connection? Honestly, I, I don't even have like an explanation for that. You know, I just feel like everything is all in divine timing. I guess with everyone, they were on their, you know, like they were like everyone was on like different timelines. You know what I mean? And like the way that I usually handle those kind of situations on the outside I took that into the villa as well too. And I feel like everything was very rushed. You know what I'm saying? And being able to still go in with the same, you know, I guess mindset with the way that I like to get to know a woman that really wasn't working out for me in the villa. And that's one. I, I probably wasn't, you know, most like the girls' type as well too, like, which is fine. I understand. But it was just one of those things where like, you really can't force vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's literally like watering a dead plant. It's like, you know, like you either got it or you don't. So it was like, yeah. I really couldn't be mad. Yeah, yeah. And if you do force something, it just never works out anyway. It's not meant to <laughs> you be. end up hating you know it, it is. or you don't even end up liking that person eventually. That's right, man. You know, I, I definitely do feel like it was definitely like a me problem as well too because I really can't hide the way that I feel. You know what I'm saying? I really can't hide the way I feel. But because of the show, I really did try to make sure that, you know, I was a part of the process because I was very much invested in being able to find that special someone as well too. Yeah. Yeah. One thing though about you was you were always very like resilient and never gave up, you know. Oh man, I, I tell you, man, the devil was tempting me to go home though for a while then. Really? So oh, good. Okay. 
Before Casa, I was like, hey, man, I'm really just here for the free food. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this ain't working for me. And then I was like, you know what, man, let's let's try it. Let's really reach. I was like, man, I need to stay. Man. I really need to make sure that I make the most out of this opportunity. Like, And I was like, you know what? It's one of those things where it's like I was kind of starting to get emotionally exhausted. But I was like, let me just give it a little bit more of a push and just try and see the journey through. Yeah, and then I walked out with Michaela. Yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely did have the full journey, I think. Yeah, man, that was a wild ride. A wild, wild ride. Do you have any any regrets then? No way. No, no regrets whatsoever. And I feel like everything that happened in the villa, I feel like everything was just all character building as well, too, if that makes sense. You know, I tried to make sure that I didn't drop the bar for anyone, that you know, anything that wasn't for me, I didn't accept. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, especially as a guy that was in a position like mine, if I was to ever give any advice to anyone would be to never, ever negotiate your value, never negotiate your value or your worth. You know what I mean? And when you start to feel like, you know, your bars dropping or whatever it is, you got to take a step back and really, really start to, I guess, recalibrate, if that makes sense. With that being said, man, I had no regrets whatsoever, man, because I try to make sure that I maintain that high standard. So, Taku, what are your plans for the future? Ooh, the future scares me a little bit, man, you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, everything is still a little bit uncertain at the moment. But, you know, ideally, I'd love to stay on TV, man. I absolutely love entertainment. You know, I love people so, so much, man. And um, I feel like, you know, people's stories and human interaction just, like, move the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, my story will motivate another guy you know, another girl, whatever it is, you know what I mean, um, that are going through the same things that I might be going through. And, um, you know, they can only really truly see that, like, through screen, you know what I mean? And um, I feel like I've kind of partly done that through being on Love Island, but I feel like my journey has only just started. So, you know, I guess that was just a little bit of a nudge for me to actually stay on TV, you know what I mean, stay in entertainment. Yeah, man, I mean, I would love to try and see that through, you know? Like, I love fragrances as well, too. I love to, yeah. you know, start my own fragrance line. I wanted to ask, do you still have your YouTube fragrance channel? I do. I still do, man. So it's called Smell and Tell Fragrance. So, I, you know, I like, you know, do a little bit here and there. I really haven't been, you know, giving that a lot of love. So, you know, I might have to, like, actually start going back because I just want to just take a bit of a break, you know, and recalibrate a little bit. Definitely have to go back to that, man. What's your go-to perfume? Oh my and God. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I actually can't say that I've got to go to because in the villa, I couldn't take one, two or three fragrances. I had to take 23. You know, <laughs> I, I own a total of close to about, close to about 200 fragrances. So it's so hard for me to just say one, but if it would be one, I'd probably say it changes all the time. But right now, probably this one that's called uh, African Leather by Memo Paris. It's amazing. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Head. Oh, I'll try to find us. I'll try to find a smell if I can. What about a That's female? That. What do you like on a female? On a female? Oh my god! Oh jeez! I've got this one, man. It's called uh, uh, Atomic Rose by Initio. Yeah, like because I love rose so so much, mm-hmm. and it's like every time that I smell rose, like on a lady, like I just like it just does something to me. So, ladies out there, be careful when you're walking around me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god thank you so much Taku I can't wait to see more of you especially on television as well thank you for representing oh my god you got no idea man I appreciate it you know it was so weird as well having my mom watch the show you know you know like sorry just a little sudden you know before I actually went on the show I was telling my mom my mom's you know I actually want to go on tv do this thing do this that and she's oh wow like 
Like, is it like Mama wants a wife? Or I was like, no, nah, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different to Mama wants a wife. And, and she's she like, look, whatever it is, anywhere that you go from now on, you need to make sure that you not only carrying the flag of Zimbabwe on your back, but the flag of Africa as a whole. You know what I'm saying? So it was my absolute pleasure, man, like being able to just carry, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, the nation, not really just on my back. There were other Africans on there as well too, but I couldn't be any more prouder, man, to represent us, man, as a whole. No, 100%. I think you did a great job. It was great watching you. Definitely our favourite. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Yeah, it was great. It was great to meet you. Man, I got time of day for you guys, but you guys are my family, man. So it's my pleasure, baby. It was lovely to meet you, talk to you, and thanks for chatting with us. I got you, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you, guys, for joining us. Make sure you check out our Instagram, Self Care Sundays Pod, Sundays with a Z, and we're out. Let's go. Mm-hmm.